five, four, three, two. Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Cersei, and we're I Rewatch iCarly. An iCarly Rewatch podcast. Every week, we dissect the mechanics and themes of each episode, deep dive into the cast and crew, and give a comedic critique to, to the, the iconic, iconic 2007 Nickelodeon staple. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when we reveal who the pod babe of the week is. We have a spooky episode in store. Ooh, so spooky. <laughs> spooky in April. Ah. You heard of Christmas in July? Halloween in April. Get used to it. Hanukkah in April. <laughs> okay, Lubert. Uh, okay, so this episode is titled Ice Cream on Halloween. It is season one, episode seven. It was released October 20th, 2007. So not even on Halloween, but I guess kind of close to it. Dangerously close to Halloween, some might say. Dangerously. <laughs> it was directed by one of our foot fetish kings, Steve Hofer. Um and it was written by Jake Farrow. He's written for Victorious and a bunch of other Dan Schneider projects. And one episode of Arrested Development. Fun fact about Jake. I was going to say Farrow, but you said Farrow. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Jake F. wrote for Victorious. And he actually voices Robbie's little puppet named Rex. Oh, okay. But he's not credited in Victorious as doing that because they didn't want to break the illusion that the actor that plays Robbie wasn't doing the ventriloquism. Wow. They really stuck to it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is about a mysterious letter arriving to the Shea residence. It's addressed to apartment 13B, which is not the Shays. So the gang realizes that there's a vacant apartment in the Bushwell Plaza that may be haunted. So naturally, they decide to break into 13B to film their special iCarly Halloween episode. Ooh, Ooh. A B&D. jail time scary (laughs) is this a comment on the prison industrial complex yes i don't think so but i'm gonna say it is (laughs) so we open up in none other than the shea apartment where we usually open up on because they only have so many sets for this budget And Spencer has a bunch of this, like, gear out, and he starts talking about, like, getting all ready to carve up his (laughs) jack-o'-lantern. And then he, like, flips to his sketch that he's going to base his jack-o'-lantern off of, and it's, like, this little, like, spooky figure, and he looks at it and goes, ha! And it's just genuinely meant to be frightened by this piece of paper. (laughs) Well, it reminded me of the vine, where it's the Halloween vine, and it's the boo, and then they flip it around. (laughs) Because it's backwards, and then he flips it around, and it's Boo, and he goes, ah, and he gets scared. <laughs> yes. I, I, this whole episode, I'm going to say it, the jokes did not land for me. <laughs> I, sometimes I am lolling with iCarly. This was not one of those episodes. They had me a few times. <laughs> uh, not me. Carly comes in, and she goes, I'm home. And Spencer goes, I never left. <laughs> mood. Like, literally mood. Again, ahead of his time with quarantine, 
they're just really relatable right now. I hate that this is literally me, except when I go to like buy a plant off of one of my Facebook groups. <laughs> That's the only time I leave the house. At least you have work. I do go to work, unfortunately. <laughs> Spencer mentions that Sako, his buddy, is bringing the pumpkin to him that he's going to carve up. And it's like, is this the first time Sako is mentioned? Yes. And you'll kind of notice that Sako always gets mentioned, but we never actually meet Sako. That is the bit. Yes. There's just always excuses as to why Sako is not around. <laughs> I have a very clear image of what Sako looks like. And it's 100% just a live action version of Sokka from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> I See, I'm picturing a literal sock. Like a... <laughs> like a literal, like, <laughs> mascot. Like gym sock. Like, that is what oh I'm picturing. <laughs> I'm picturing, like... Sexy, like olive tone, dark hair, ponytail, brown yeah. eye, some tattoos. Like Jason Momoa. But scrawnier. I think Sokka's okay. scrawnier. I, I, I can see that. I think I just called him Sokka. Yeah, you did. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm 100%. Like, whenever I say Sokka, I am 100% going to be like Sokka. Um, <laughs> but... Spencer asks Carly what her Halloween plans are. And she's like, oh, we're doing a special iCarly webcast tonight. Because, oh, I don't know if we mentioned it. This is literally Halloween. This is the 31st. Yes. This is the mischievous night of October. I don't know. Are there any other words for Halloween? Hallow's Eve? Or is that the day before Halloween? Uh, Mischief night. That's the day before, though. Okay, East Coast. What the fuck is a mischief night? That's when, like, kids go out and egg your house and shit. I thought you did that on Halloween. Yeah, or the night before. It's just mischief night. Okay, mischief. <laughs> anyway, 911, yeah. I just got this girl confessing that she used to egg houses the day before Halloween. I never did, because I'm a good kid. You never egged a house? No. Y'all, we got a square. I TP'd houses. We got a square in our pick, presence. Yeah, pick but- one angle. Either I'm a square or I'm a bad kid. So I can't be both. (laughs) You can be anything I pretend you are, okay? Okay. I'm not grounded in reality. I just say things. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, a special iCarly Halloween episode. What are you guys going to talk about on it? And Carly goes, everything Halloween-y. And Spence goes, (laughs) Halloween-y. And I said, that is sexual because we all know that a weenie is a peenie. So he basically said, (laughs) jalapeny. It's definitely a sexual innuendo. And Spencer knew it, too, because he was, like, giggling like a little schoolboy. Like, haha, she said weenie. He said, haha, penis. Haha, that's what boys have between their legs. They have penis. <laughs> but all I want to know is what fucking kid is staying home on a holiday? Halloween, no less, which is one of the most baller holidays for a child. Hell yeah. To essentially work because iCarly is her job. Let's just say it. It's where the income comes from. She loves what she does. She just chooses to... Like, I, I'm a former bartender, okay? I know what it's like to work holidays. It's not fun. No. Even even the bullshit holidays, you don't want to be working on because, you know, everyone else is mm-hmm. off. And then all the people who are off from their jobs come into your mm-hmm. job and start talking about how nice it is to have a random day off. And you're like, fuck you. I don't have a day off. And Halloween, it's one of those days where people are like all giddy and they're like happy to be doing stuff with their friends. And then, oh, you're working. Why is she choosing to do this? Also, this is a live webcast. Who the fuck is going to be watching it? (laughs) All of the children are going to be trick or treating. 
Who is watching They're it? like, they're bringing it on their phones that definitely exist. They're live streaming on their phones as they're trick-or-treating. Their pair yeah. phone. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it. I literally trick-or-treated until like I was physically not able to. I did it until I was like 16. I trick-or-treated until I was like old as fuck too. It's so much fun. Why would I not? Yes! It's free candy. I would do it now if I could. It's so much fun. I would too. It is fun. I love dressing up. I know. It's like I am not in a rush to have kids, but I know that when I do have kids, like having a legitimate reason to go trick-or-treating again is yes. like something I look forward to. Yep. Not crying babies, but trick-or-treating. <laughs> I mean, fuck the kids. I'll just do it myself. Let's go this year. That's like that's like when people trick-or-treat with like newborn babies and I'm like, I know this newborn baby ain't eating <laughs> shit. Like I know that you're coming to get candy. I'm on to you. But I respect the hustle. Okay, this Halloween, <laughs> me and you are procuring a newborn baby <laughs> somehow. We could just get those like fake babies and like and like bring them around. Nobody will know the difference. <laughs> just get like our iPhone like playing out baby yeah. noises and then hide it and act like she's crying and be like, just get the candy yeah. and leave. Be like, honey, go- give them the bag. Give them the bag of candy. <laughs> the baby's crying. I got to stay over here. i drive all the way to nebraska for this we buy like a 400 hundred dollar fake baby just to go (laughs) trick-or-treating to get candy that we both just could have gotten at like walgreens for like five dollars i just i'm i'm in shock that these 13 year olds are choosing to stay home it seems unrealistic to me but then Carly notices a mysterious letter Ooh. Ooh. addressed to the creepily titled 13B. And she goes, ah, it's addressed to 13B. And Spencer goes, well, who's the recipient? And it just says to occupant. And then he goes, oh, just give it to Lubert. Lubert will know what to do with it. And she's like, ah, I don't want to go give it to Lubert. He has that creepy wart. And that equates to me not wanting to go give this letter to him. Well, she had a dream about Lubert's wart. So she's like, this this wart is like taking over her, her entire life. But she says that the wart only speaks Spanish. Wait, I was just going to say. Boy, this wart talks English, Spanish, and French. Boy, this wart talks. I was just going to say that this is kind of like the first time where random characters or random like things will just speak Spanish. Like later on in the series, Freddie just starts speaking Spanish out of nowhere. I read something about that. It's after they do the I Go to Japan, which is like a TV movie that happened before season two, that a microchip got implanted into Freddie's head, which is why the the muchacho latas thing happens. Because he just randomly speaks Spanish because when they go to Japan, they put an implant in his head. Okay. We're going to have to look into this more when we get to that episode. <laughs> but anyway, so like the wart speaking Spanish is like the first time that this like happens. I just hated that. And then Carly <laughs> just goes, hey, can I have a sip of your tea? And Spencer goes, sure. And then she takes a sip of it. And then he goes, but that's gasoline. And Carly does this epic spit take. And Spence just goes, kidding. <laughs> and Carly... Just gives him the like ooeyest, gooeyest smile. And is like, oh, "Oh, brother. (laughs) And like just walks away. And I'm like, Miss Girl, huh? What did you like? You can taste gasolina. You can also smell it. Miss thing. (laughs) Yes. But like on top of all that, who just goes up to their brother's beverage and is like, hey, can I have a sip of this? More than that is 
what brother just randomly says this is gasoline out of nowhere? Put that a gasoline. <laughs> but also, like, why would Spent Carly? Let's let's dissect this for a second. Why would Spencer just have a glass of gasoline on the kitchen counter? Honestly, I would not put it past him. If anyone in the Nickelodeon cinematic universe was gonna just have a glass of gasoline, I would put my money on Spencer. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. You got me there. But again, you would smell it. You would smell if there was an open glass of gasoline on the kitchen counter. And the fact that she was just like, oh, haha, Spence, so quirky of you to make this joke of me almost dying by drinking gasoline. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> One time my mom was like cleaning out the Brita and it was filled with vinegar and I poured myself a glass of it and went to chug it. And it like I chugged twice before I even realized it was vinegar. Oh my God. So I can kind of see how she how you would think. Couldn't she tell? But having been in that situation where I straight up chugged vinegar and it took me like the third sip to be like, wait, something is not right. What is actually wrong with you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) genuinely, I'm concerned. Well, I was really thirsty. So it's like I like went into it. It wasn't like a casual sip. I was like a, I'm dying. I need to be quenched. And then I spit it all out on the floor. So I, I sympathize with Carly. She might genuinely have just... You were the one who pointed it out. You were the one who was like, why would she do that? Yeah, and then a memory came to me where I decided to sympathize. Okay. I'm allowed to change yes. my mind when new evidence has surfaced. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I'm very proud of you for growing. <laughs> Realizing <laughs> your wrongs. <laughs> and then Spencer like flips the page again and he's spooked by his jack-o'-lantern. Which, when you don't like a joke the first time... <laughs> When they do it again, it's even worse. Well, you're going to hate the entire episode. It makes sense why you hate it, because this is a joke the entire episode. Callback of the episode. So, spooky. Carly goes into the hall to deliver the letter to 13B, and then we just hear Mrs. Benson yelling at young Freddie about, like, a costume, and we don't really know what's going on. And then he storms into the hall, And he is straight up dressed head to toe in like a witch costume, (laughs) not a wizard costume, not a warlock costume, a feminine witch costume. (laughs) Like he is full on looking like a woman. He is breaking all of the gender norms and we love that. And he says something to Carly where he's like, I knew you were going to laugh at me. But Nathan Kress's voice like cracks and it's like he, he literally just went through puberty before our eyes that's beautiful maybe next episode he'll grow three feet so manifesting Wait, this for him me and him are growing <laughs> twins <laughs> he explains that he literally has to wear this costume all day for his mom even though carly was like you have to change before you seem sam <laughs> He was like, no can do, mama. <laughs> okay, honestly, Miss Benson, this costume is kind of a serve. Like, if she made this costume all by herself, it is, like, put together. Like, okay, go off, Miss Seamstress. It does look good. But Miss Benson, like, doesn't have a life, so I'd imagine she had a lot of free time. That's true. Either way, it came out good. I also wanted to say that I keep forgetting to bring it up, but we need to talk about Freddy's door. Because I saw it. Oh, yes. And I remembered, finally, that Freddy's door, the number, is literally a dick. It is 8-D. Quite literally a penis. 8 equals D. Either way, it's a penis at the end of the day. It's a penis. This is something that I, like, remembered being 
like you know you're on tumblr and it's like 10 things in nickelodeon you don't remember seeing that were inappropriate (laughs) so i like this has been in my mind trying to find it and i haven't like organically spotted it yet but you saw it in this episode because we're like outside of the apartment a lot so i was like ah yes the penis there it is (laughs) it's straight up like hey what should freddie's apartment number be they're like haha dicks (laughs) (laughs) that'd be funny it's a kid show it's like really inappropriate but like whatever (laughs) and then spencer calls his buddy Sako up and his pumpkin is in the elevator going up to him but Sako is nowhere to be found why because the pumpkin is so fucking huge, it takes up the entire elevator, and Sako could not even fit in there with him. But also, we never see Sokka, and that's the bit. Sokka. <laughs> <laughs> we never see Sako, and that's the bit. But also, the pumpkin is huge as hell. Also, Spencer looks like a fucking lesbian here. <laughs> like, so lesbian. Also, the pumpkin looks so fake so fake like they didn't even try at least with like mr toasty they tried a little bit but with the pumpkin this straight up look looks like one of those like styrofoam pumpkins that you get at ac Moore, like around halloween to put outside like (laughs) i'm gonna pretend like i know what ac Moore is ac Moore, joanne fabrics michael's a craft store you don't know what ac Moore is i know what joanne fabrics is and i know what michael's is don't know what ac Moore. oh my god ac well they closed now so now you'll never know what they are but breaking news not everyone is from the east coast ac Moore is out here and shit too it's not just on the east coast they're the shit and i'm really depressed about them closing pour one out for ac Moore. (laughs) she sounds like a bad bitch but i was like why the fuck is spencer's hair looking so fucking strange here it straight up looked like he was wearing a wig so i did a little deep divite a deep dive if you will and yup after season one he cut his hair really short but when they filmed it it was longer so when they contacted him for reshoots oh he had to wear a hair piece in some scenes my god okay king <laughs> with the wig go off play the edges looking good <laughs> And then so as this giant pumpkin is in the elevator, as the elevator doors open, Spencer looks at his little knife, looks at the pumpkin, walks up to it, and tries to stab the pumpkin with his little knife, and the little knife just crumbles in his hands, and the pumpkin wins. I felt like this was some weird phallic masculinity (laughs) struggle, like the pumpkin is so much bigger than him that it wrecked his little pee-pee. And this might sound far, like a, like a far reach, but in literature, swords and knives are always 100% phallic. Hmm. Always. Without fail. That's an interesting... So I think that we can apply that logic to Icarly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that translates. <laughs> mm-hmm. His manhood was crushed by this pumpkin. Yeah. I, I like it. I agree. She likes the phallic symbol. <laughs> I'll let you go with this one. <laughs> Carly and Freddie head over to good old Lubert's to give him the letter. And because of the fake wart that is a part of Freddy's feminine witch costume, Lubert goes, hey, hey, boy, you making fun of me? <laughs> and it's like, Lubert is so fucking scary. Like, he's he terrifies me. But he's such a good actor. Like, he's so good. I'm so happy that they found this guy yes. because Lubert would not be the same if it was a different actor. No, he kills it. Every time. Freddy explains that, oh, like, it's just this costume that my mom made me. Like, I'm not trying to make fun of you. And Lubert goes, well, that's sick. You got a sick mama. <laughs> and when he says sick mama, 
Lubert a thousand percent has like a gay lisp, like a sick mama. And I was like, is Lubert queer coded too? I don't know about that one. He's like asexual. Like he just is in his own corner. But also like the... I'm not going to call it a wart. I'm not going to call it a wart because it's not a wart. It's a fucking mole. Lubert calls it a wart, so let him identify as he pleases. No, I have tea for that later. <laughs> but honestly, the wart slash mole is serving. This is looking like hardcore special effects artist makeup. <laughs> it's looking phenomenal. It's looking juicy. It's actually real, so... <laughs> <laughs> But also, like, Lubert's not wrong. Like, Freddie's mom is sick with Munchausen by proxy. (laughs) (laughs) You got a sick mama! A Munchausen by proxy mama! (laughs) But again, okay, more serious, though. Like, this kind of goes back to what I had said before in, like, one of the first episodes. That Lubert is just, like, self-conscious of his wart. And, like, he just lashes out with anger about his wart because he doesn't know how to express his feelings about it. He's sensitive. Like, that's so sad. Well, he should grow up and learn how to process his feelings like the rest of us. (laughs) Go to fucking therapy. I don't sympathize with Lubert anymore. I found, I found some damning information oh lord i googled it and i am correct clinically medically oh no warts are colorless while moles are brown and this is not just a cosmetic difference they are fundamentally not the same thing moles are either birthmarks or spots brought on by sun exposure that are permanent you always have them Hmm. warts are a contagious and infectious disease caused by a virus the virus is not similar but it's sort of like herpes like you touch it and then you get it you get the sore afterwards gotcha warts do not last for life nor are you born with them like a birthmark wow lubert does not have a wart if because he's saying that he's born with it he's had it forever he will have it forever you can get a wart frozen off with something from the dollar tree you know like wow myth busted shut the fuck up lubert you don't have a fucking wart you have a goddamn mole dumbass educate yourself idiot learn about your body (laughs) and he's all like do you think i like that it's hairy warts don't get hairy it's a fucking mole you weirdo anyway and then carly just completely ignores this whole mole fiasco and non sequiturs and is like um, can you give this to 13B and tries to hand him the envelope and Lubes just goes, impossible. No one's lived there in 15 years. <laughs> and Carly's like, um, why have an apartment been vacant for 15 years? Like suddenly she wants to get a degree in property management. Or she wants to move in. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, get me the fuck away from Spencer. She's like, wait, if this apartment's been vacant, I've been applying for like years. <laughs> Yeah, don't you know? Like, my daddy's the 1%. I can live anywhere I want to. And he's like, Because the last person who lived there heard noises, saw strange things. And he, like, he, like, doesn't move his lips when he does this. He literally looks like a ventriloquist, just, like, moving with a little dummy. And I'm like, all right, spill. Show us your talents. Period. Carly gets really curious and is like, well, was it ghosts? And Lube instantly, I'm just calling him Lube now. Lube instantly tweaks and is like, I can't say no more. (laughs) (laughs) 
and he just like stares at them while he closes the door as he's going blah, 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 blah. I just <laughs> again this part fucking killed me <laughs> like this was a genuine laugh for me because like lube the actor lube is so fucking good like he just embodies this character wholeheartedly and him just like and like staring at them the entire time i was like peeing (laughs) wait tell me more about the urine was it no we're moving on (laughs) (laughs) but i was like really thinking that this is like super telling of like his like improv background where you just fully lean into it because your goal is not to be a good actor or to be the best you can be the goal is to make your co-stars laugh like that's the best thing about performing comedy is like just doing weird shit and going as hard as you can and like watching people break and the look in his eyes seemed really genuine when he was looking at like through the door while he was closing it he was 100% just trying to get these kids to laugh on set (laughs) which I think is adorable well I laughed Luby so thanks (laughs) you got one kid to laugh but Carly is like I ask him a simple question and I get blah 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 but it's like when she does it it's like not funny at all and i think that that's a testament that jeremy rowley is a king he made it funny it's like it the writing is not what's funny it's jeremy's performance plus the writing but mainly jeremiah yes and then an old lady an old lady walks into the building and both of them are just like no one's lived here longer than her. Let's go ask her about apartment 13B. Which, okay, rude. Just let her be old in peace. And then Carly goes up to this random old lady and introduces herself. She's like, hi, I'm Carly. I'm from the eighth floor. Um, I'm a Capricorn. And I'm like, that checks out. Yep, it does check out. I don't know how we haven't talked about this yet but let's go over some main character zodiac signs since carly brought it up all i know is if sam is not an aries nothing makes sense well she is (laughs) i was literally like thinking about it but i was like there's no way that we would just know all of their birthdays we do in fact know at least Carly, Sam, Freddie, and Spencer's birthdays. What are they? Carly, her birthday is January 14th, so she is a Capricorn. Sam, her birthday, April 17th, so she is an Aries. Freddie, his birthday is February 4th, so he's an Aquarius. Very close to Harry Styles' birthday. Spencer, November 11th, so he is a Scorpio. That's funny, because I would have pegged Spencer as the Aquarius, And Freddie is like a cancer. See, I thought Spencer was a Sagittarius. Because he's a nutcase. But I think he's like, he has Aquarian energy. Very different, very state of art, very doing things differently. I mean, I agree. But I think that this makes sense. Carly definitely makes sense. And Sam, out of all of them, makes the most sense to me. Yes. I was like, the fact that she is an Aries makes me think that they did their homework. And we're like... How are we going to make this make sense? That's, <laughs> that's too good of a coincidence to be true. Absolutely. Spencer is a Scorpio. That's kind of sexy. That means he's good in bed. Ooh. I mean, we already <laughs> knew that. But. <laughs> <laughs> but so back to this old ass lady. Um, Not as exciting as Spencer in bed. 
But this old lady might have been familiar to you guys and to Nat. She's played by Estelle Harris, which, first of all, what a name. Estelle Gorgeous. Gorgeous. You probably recognize her as Muriel from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yep. She also voices Mrs. Potato Head herself. Yes. And she plays Estelle Costanza, George Costanza's mother on Seinfeld. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. She did not start acting until she was 49. Wow. She waited until after her kids were grown up for her to pursue her acting career. So she obviously, Mm -hmm. like, lived in a time where it was super expected for women to take care of children. Right. And it's sad that she had to put her life on hold, but everybody live your dreams. She started at 49, broke into commercials, and then eventually got into TV and film. You can do anything. Follow your dreams, guys. You're never too old to follow your dreams. <laughs> but, I mean, you already said it. She's Mrs. Potato Head. I knew it. As soon as that woman opened her mouth, I was like, that's Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> like, I coined it right away. <laughs> that voice is too iconic for me to not know her from that. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, Miss Potato Head. Mrs. Potato Head! What a horrible <laughs> thing to be recognized for. Like, you're at a cashier, and you're like, I've got $30! Can I get 20 back? And the little sweaty kid taking your money is like, <gasps> Mrs. Potato Are you Head? Mrs. Potato Head? <laughs> I'd be like, no! I'm the sweaty kid. <laughs> <laughs> but... While Carly is just like mouth vomiting to Mrs. Potato Head and is like, do you know what happened in 13B? She totally ignores them. And then eventually she turns around, looks at them, screams and just goes, excuse me, and walks past them. (laughs) Freddie took her just excusing herself and moving on from them as her absolutely refusing to talk about the mysterious 13B, thus indicating something terrible occurred in that apartment. Of course. It's a little bit of a leap, but hey, we believe them. We believe them because they're the main characters and we're just watching them. Perfect timing. Sam comes in the building with some weird knockoff iPod shuffle And Freddie braces himself to be made fun of by Sam. But Sam just looks him up and down, scoffs and says, too easy. (laughs) And all I got to say is, Freddie, don't feel bad. People have said that to me, too. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know why Freddie is in his costume so early. Like this man is setting himself up to be made fun of. Because nobody else is in their costume. Not one person. (laughs) It is like 12 p.m. They're not going trick-or-treating for this web show for like three more hours. Because his mom had to get him into it and do the prosthetics and stuff. Oh, yeah. They had to like do like a whole fitting, hem him in. (laughs) He's actually like completely sewed into it. Like they have to cut him out. (laughs) That's why it's like Project Runway. (laughs) Yes. But, I mean, like, he was asking for it. (gasps) Getting ready that early. Natalie is a victim blamer. (laughs) You know what? Maybe I am. And maybe I am for Freddy. Because maybe he deserves it. Okay? Natalie said, don't believe women. I'm not with her. (laughs) Repeal the 20th. (laughs) I am not with the witches. (laughs) I am not the daughter of the witches you couldn't burn. But you know who is? Freddie Benson. (laughs) (laughs) 
anyway, so we're back in the hallway, and Sam is really excited for this, like, spooky, haunted apartment that they were telling her about. Carly comes up with this great idea that they should do the web show in the haunted apartment, but Freddie is like, nope, we're not doing that. I don't like it. And Sam goes, if only someone cared about what you thought. Like, <laughs> like she is so fucking mean. But I mean, period. Two against one. So sucks to suck, Freddie. They're doing the fucking web show in the apartment. <laughs> but like, I agree. I also hate haunted shit. So you don't like spooky stuff? Mm-mm, I don't. Oh, my God. This whole episode, I was like, why is Freddie such a fucking wuss? <laughs> I am Freddie. Yikes. But so we go inside to the apartment and Carly goes, whoa, giant pumpkin. Sam goes, whoa, daddy. And Freddie goes, look at that thing. Spencer says, yep, big, right? Just hearing you rattle that off, my suspicions are confirmed. <laughs> this is this is a pseudo dick reference. Yep. Once again, the pumpkin is being used in place of a massive cock. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the whoa daddy and then the big right together are like clearly something sexual is going on. And she didn't just say whoa daddy. She said whoa daddy. Like, <laughs> come on girl. She was like, oh shit, that shit big. She was like, yeehaw, about to ride that pumpkin. Hell yeah, we love that. <laughs> Sam goes southern. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> So Sam wants to eat the pumpkin. Everybody's like, what? And her response is, what? My mom only feeds me twice a year. This is sad. Yes. (laughs) And it's also, again, like a combination of Sam's like two personality traits. One, that she loves to eat. And two, that she's poor. Also, why is nobody concerned about this? Like, they all just kind of move on from this statement being like, yeah, okay, anyway, like, y'all hear something? Like, I don't speak poor, so I don't know what you just (laughs) said. Like, this is genuinely concerning. Like, somebody calls CPS. Like, why? This actually, this hit close to home because my mom was a vegan when I was younger, and there was never any good food in the house because she was a vegan. And so when I would go over to my friend's houses, I would just, like, eat everything in sight. And I was like, once again, I'm Sam. Someone called DCFS. But Freddie asks, how do you carve a pumpkin this big? And Spencer says, oh, yeah, the same way that I make onion rings, of course, and just casually whips out a chainsaw. How the fuck does he make onion rings? (laughs) If you took a chainsaw to an onion, what would even occur? Maybe you could cut it in half. I don't know. We should we should test it. <laughs> <laughs> Just rent a chainsaw. We we go into full blown MythBusters where we're testing out this theory. <laughs> the actual chainsaw. But I had this really funny thought that all of Spencer's food is like the opposite of the tiny kitchen. So Spencer has like a YouTube channel where all he cooks is like giant foods. (laughs) And he's actually just a YouTube star. That's how he makes his money. He's not actually the 1%. He's just the 1% of YouTube creators. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This is like genuinely so fucking dangerous. Like he puts on protective goggles, but the kids don't get any of this. And he just starts tearing Mm -hmm. into this pumpkin. And it's like, bro, something could fly in their eye and blind them. Like grandpa is about to bust through the door and be like, (laughs) Spencer, you're not treating the kids well. (laughs) Like he's about to come back. Yeah, he might. 
But it's funny that you say that because the chainsaw was what powered the hammer wheel. So it's coming back. And so is grandpa. Grandpa and the hammer wheel and the chainsaw are all coming back. SMH. Spencer says, I'm about to hit guts. Hit my guts, baby. (laughs) Come on. We all know what you mean. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) I was going to say, um, anyway, Debbie Ryan. Hey, Spencer. Maybe hit our guts, you know. (laughs) I could be a pumpkin. After Spencer hits the pumpkin guts, the pumpkin guts go flying every which way. And like some of the guts get on their shirts and everything. You made the correlation that the pumpkin is a dick. Well, then this is a cum joke. So (laughs) (laughs) it's literally like when a man comes on you and it just gets everywhere. And that's the pumpkin guts because he hit the guts. So it's getting everywhere. I have something to say to the writers of iCarly. Did you think <laughs> that you could just write pumpkin pornography and we wouldn't <laughs> notice? Because we noticed. We see it loud and clear. I mean, I they clearly thought that they could write foot fetish porn and nobody noticed. They were so. living in the age of reruns and there was no YouTube and no podcast. They never knew that we would be able to stream this shit yep. and figure out every detail to their dirty plan and put it out on the internet. We're detectives. We're on to them. <laughs> and it's not looking good. It is not looking good. They might have to put out an apology after this podcast, honestly. <laughs> Even though all allegations within this podcast are opinions for the purposes of <laughs> comedy and are not meant to condemn any of the individuals discussed anyway so after the pumpkin allegedly busts <laughs> um, <laughs> we are now outside of the 13b apartment they have their equipment like the kids are all ready to go a little quick b and e break and enter for y'all uh squares out there um <laughs> The door is obviously locked because it's an apartment and Freddie's like, okay, yep, let's go back. I am not going to do this. We're good to go. Carly is like, no, like we're going to come up with this whole plan. Meanwhile, Sam is getting to work, picking that damn lock right underneath their noses. I want to point out the set to the hallway is quite literally the same exact set of the hallway outside of Carly and Freddie's apartment. That's what I was thinking. Like it's the same exact thing. What did I say about the budget? What did I say? <laughs> the budget really comes out on this one. They said season one, we're not giving you that much money. I hope you know that. <laughs> they like dim the light a little bit, change the plant, and then change the number so that it would be like the other floor 13 instead of eight. Thought I wouldn't notice. Well, bitch, guess what? I noticed. Myth busted. Myth busted. It's the same damn hallway. Let's just discuss the costume situation going on with them. Sam is not in costume. Sam has one goddamn fucking job to show up to this damn web show. It is the Halloween episode and she couldn't even show up in a damn costume. What the hell? She's too cool for school. Could you picture Sam putting effort into anything? No, but just wear like a mask. She's too poor for a mask. Mm. Her mom is not giving her any extra money to go out and buy something and she's too cool to try to finagle something herself i'm just saying that if i was carly okay and i was rich like carly was and we have this big web show all of us are dressed up even the man behind the camera who y'all never fucking see is in a goddamn costume (laughs) and the bitch co-hosting with me was not in a costume i would have bought her a fucking costume and been like you're wearing this i don't care rich friends are the stingiest i know but 
I'm just saying that Carly could do better. And so could Sam. The costume that Carly is wearing is literally a costume that parents put on their newborn babies. <laughs> Like, it's one of those bug costumes that, like, it attaches to the hand. And it's like the babies just sit in the little carrier and then they just sit there with, like, the bug arms. I don't know a lot of people with newborn babies, so I didn't know about this phenomena, but I believe you. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of what it is. <laughs> yeah, send me a picture of the newborn baby that we're going to steal so we can go trick-or-treating. Okay, yeah. They have to be in the iCarly, like, bug costume, though. No, we'll put it in the iCarly bug costume. Come on. Amazing. We're not gonna, I'm winking, but we're not gonna kidnap a child, but I'm winking. <laughs> but you can't see it. Everything said in this podcast is not, <laughs> <laughs> it's just an opinion. <laughs> These are opinions for the purposes of comedy. Again, compared to their costumes and Sam's non-existent costume, Freddie's costume, masterpiece we love a man who tries part of carly's elaborate plan that she was going through with freddie while sam was sneakily picking the lock was she was gonna go down to luber and pretend to choke on a meatball (laughs) exhibit a just weird ball references like in the series as a whole but secondly choking on it carly that's hot (laughs) a little too hot for someone of your age so you should (laughs) knock it off that's clearly sexual. Yes. Sam goes, we're in, because she picked the lock. Carly just goes, never mind. Yeah, because you suck, Carly, and your plan was destined to fail. <laughs> it was. Fucking Capricorn couldn't plan for this. <laughs> like, of course Sam knows how to pick a fucking lock. Who doesn't? <laughs> Freddy is terrified. He tinkled his little PPP. <laughs> Sam starts going, I, Carly, in a haunted apartment. <laughs> and then tells Freddy, Get in there, witchy poo. (laughs) (laughs) Freddy's like trying to make up excuses and Sam literally shoves this man in there and wheels in the equipment. So flirty. The pet names. She loves the costume. She's got to like poke fun at him. She's like, can't wait to see you later, witchy poo. (laughs) (laughs) When she goes to push in the equipment, she literally looks like, you know how in Monsters, Inc., like the tiny, unscary (laughs) monsters had to be the assistants? Yes. She looks like one of the assistants pushing around the little cart with all the scare files. She's like, all right, let's go to work. (laughs) (laughs) So they go in there and they're instantly like, what a dump looks like nobody's been here for years but it literally just looks like an old lady's house there's just like a lot of lace and some flower wallpaper and flower fucking curtains and decorative brass accents and like a lot of mahogany i'm like this doesn't look haunted y'all just open your eyes it's an old lady's house (laughs) well if you open your eyes you would see in the background one of the chairs (laughs) is straight up torn the fuck up yeah like a grandma House. A grandma who's a freaking demon, I guess. <laughs> hey, leave my grandma out of this. <laughs> this one chair is straight up like half of the entire upholstery is torn up, like hanging off. Yeah, of the- shit happens. Look at my front room. <laughs> It'd be like that. You got cats? Dude, they do shit. I mean, yeah, I, I sure. But that was the one thing where I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe somebody hasn't been in here for a while. Anyway, Sam, of course, has to comment on the odor. She goes, it smells like dead bugs in here. And Carly goes, can we not talk about dead bugs while I'm wearing this? What the fuck does a dead bug smell like? I just thought it was kind of like mothballs, but that's not what she said. Did they literally just have Carly wear this fucking bug costume to make this joke? It's not a very good joke. It's not, (laughs) but like they really tried to like make it go 
the extra mile. I hated that costume so much. Like, it could have been anything. It could have been. You know what I really hate? I hate onesies. Onesies should be banned from the costume universe. I think it's the laziest, <laughs> ugliest, most piece of shit thing you can do on Halloween is put on a fucking onesie. <laughs> and this was the equivalent. It's basically a onesie. I mean, uh, go off. <laughs> I just hate it because it's a newborn baby costume and she could have done so much better. And what do newborn babies wear? Onesies. I rest my case. Period. <laughs> Myth busted. So it's filming time. Ow, and ow. Freddie is saying some like nerdy ass shit about making some connection between his laptop and his camera. Sam goes, whoa, a tech talking witch boy. Look out, ladies. She wants him so bad. I mean, we've said it once. We've said it again. And we'll continue to say it. She just doesn't know how to express her feelings. I relate to that. I agree. So the girls go into intro the iCarly episode. Sam is just starting to make ghost noises. She's like, Ooh. Carly joins in with her and she's like, Ooh. For some unknown reason, the laugh track is <laughs> popping off. Yes. Riddle me this audience. Nothing, not a single funny thing is happening. <laughs> so what are they laughing at? What? They said they've only made this joke 50 times already in this episode. Maybe it's even funnier this time. (laughs) And also, iCarly is coming to you live on Halloween night. What kid is staying home on Halloween to watch iCarly? What even is iCarly? What are they doing? They have dedicated fans. They have dedicated fans, okay? Well, I'll tell you what. Halloween 2007. I was out and about trick-or-treating with my fellow Americans. Back in my day, we trick-or-treated like good Americans. We did not sit on our old computers. You kids staying home. <laughs> watching the iCarly. Go, go outside. Get some fresh air. <laughs> in the middle of them explaining all of this uh, iCarly episode, the freaking power cut out out of nowhere. The girls are like accusing Freddy. He's like, no, I didn't do anything. They all start to argue. All of a sudden, something touches their legs. So all of them start screaming at the top of their lungs. Intro here, our scream tracker. This episode, there are so many screams for so long. And you know what I did? I counted. Oh no. Just this one section that we are talking about. It is 25 seconds of screaming. 25 seconds might not sound like a lot just hearing it, but screen time is equivalent to boob time. (laughs) You know when a guy looks at your boobs and he thinks he's just taking a peek, but it's boob time, so it's like slow motion. It lasts for way longer. It's the same with screen time. Like one second on screen is like an eternity. (laughs) Yes. It's also like really loud screaming (laughs) too. Like there's... They're screaming at the top of their lungs. So it's like very, very rattling to say the least. I think my brain like interpreted this as like a baby crying. Yeah. Where it's like I just heard kids screaming and I was instantly in a bad mood. (laughs) I was like, anyway, okay, how much longer is this going to go on for? (laughs) But we got to get through it. So Spencer hears them screaming and he's just like, kids and Halloween fun. Ooh, ooh. (laughs) Okay. First of all, Spencer is literally on the eighth floor. Okay. (laughs) I didn't even think about this. This apartment is on the 13th floor. (laughs) 
how the fuck how the fuck is spencer hearing them so loud and clear them screaming if he genuinely did hear them screaming this loudly from four floors apart or however many because i cannot do math why was his first thought not oh my younger sister who just went into an abandoned (laughs) slash possibly haunted apartment is now screaming for her dear life and i hear her from however many floors away maybe something bad is happening he said it's just vibes man it is just vibes it's just ignorant man vibes (laughs) just bliss how the fuck did he hear them i didn't even think about that in my head like i was (laughs) I wasn't doing the maths. No maths was happening. Don't worry. I'm doing the maths. <laughs> I was just like, oh, like they were like a floor above him. But no, they're five floors away. Thank you. Five. Yes. It's not possible. Looks like Steve Hofer should have done the maths. Steve, you should have done the maths. Should have done the maths. You're a bit off in that. <laughs> and like, I get that they just had the whole floor 13 because like 13 is an unlucky number and stuff. Usually places don't even have a floor 13. So like this also is kind of myth busted that a floor 13 probably wouldn't even exist. Either way, not checking out. Myth busted. We go back to the apartment where the gang is in and all of a sudden it starts to like thunder. Before the scene started, they had like the intro. It was a video of outside the Bushwell Plaza and it was like a beautiful night out. Perfect night for trick-or-treating. Clear skies, full moon, no storm in sight, and yet it's thundering like really loudly. It's not checking out to me. They all get really scared from the thunder, obviously. So naturally, Freddy sets up the night vision lens. Maybe you could make the argument that you could procure a night vision lens nowadays for a few hundred bucks. But in 2007, that shit was military grade. How the (laughs) fuck did he have like a night vision lens? And it's like a crisp night vision lens too. He went to the military surplus store. I'm telling you, that's the only only (laughs) way he has this. He actually bought bought it off the black market from carly's dad (laughs) (laughs) that's how carly's dad is in the one percent he's like peddling military goods to people who shouldn't have them to (laughs) freddie he's a domestic terrorist i am a domestic terrorist (laughs) okay but this also literally reminded me of any ghost hunter show Mm -hmm. this is literally like a parody of that where they're like (gasps) do nothing if there's a supernatural entity in the room thunder a natural occurrence it must be a ghost wait wait (laughs) there's oxygen in the air that means there's a ghost (laughs) more thunder strikes the girls get scared again and they scream more we're adding a whole other two seconds to this scream count so now we're at 27 seconds of screams do you guys want to hear how long two seconds of a scream is because i'll show you it's longer than you know please (laughs) no Thank you. That was under two seconds of a scream. <laughs> and I hated every under two seconds of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is comforting Carly by saying, it's just thunder. It's fine. Don't freak out. And then all of a sudden, somebody yells out, get out. Go away. <laughs> and Carly is like, well, that doesn't sound like thunder to me, Sam. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> and Freddie is like, um, okay, I think I think we should go now. And he's like shitting himself at this point. Carly is like, but we pledged to stay. And it's like, who is forcing you to stay, Carly? I pledge allegiance to I, Carly, <laughs> the greatest podcast in America. And to the internet for which it stands... <laughs> One night performing live in a haunted apartment in Bushwell Plaza. 
who is forcing them to film live at the exact second every week? These people are dedicated to the show. And they're like, well, we told them in the beginning that we were going to stay here till midnight, so we must risk our lives. Who is they? Everyone is trick-or-treating. I think this is like a Shutter Island situation. Like, there's no one watching. We promised our viewers. What viewers? It's Halloween. They're trick-or-treating. Girls, do you need a hot compress for the head? No one's here. Freddy isn't even real. <laughs> Who's Freddy? You keep saying this name. The voice continues. Get out! And they're like, okay, okay. So they're trying to get out, but of course the door is stuck and they can't get out. So Carly's like, try hitting it with something. So what does Sam do? Sam uses Freddy as a whole ass battering ram. To hit the door to try to break it down. Why? Because we all know she wants to hit Freddy, period. Yes, she do. And Freddy wants to get hit. So he was like, okay. He said, I'll be a battering ram. Ah. <laughs> and we're switching back to Spencer at his apartment. He has gotten all of the pumpkin guts out now. The doorbell rings. Again, no doorbell. It rings. <laughs> Who is it? It's trick-or-treaters, obviously, because they're trick-or-treating and not watching iCarly. <laughs> they're like... Just give us the fucking candy, dude. He's like, oh, shit. I actually forgot to buy candy. These kids are like, yeah, we don't really give a fuck, dude. Just like give us the treats. And now we're back at the haunted apartment for a quick second. Sam is still using Freddy as a battering ram. And the voice is still screaming, get out, leave. I will kill you. I thought that that I will kill you threat was a little dark for Nickelodeon. (laughs) I agree. So we've got some more screams and now we're at 29 seconds and then we're going back to Spencer now. He's like trying to explain his whole sob story to these kids and Frankenstein literally just cuts him off and he's like, yeah, dude, we don't give a fuck. Like, just give us the fucking candy. And fun fact, the child like actually said fuck. Like he literally dropped an (laughs) F-bomb and Nickelodeon had to like edit it out. Yeah. And then the kid's mom got involved and said, Hey, hey, don't say the F word. (laughs) Don't censor my child. A little behind the scenes for you. Something that only two people who were on the set of iCarly in 2007 could tell you. And that's why you listen. (laughs) Spencer is like really offended, really kind of disgusted that this kid literally dropped the F-bomb right in front of him. (laughs) Sam is still using Freddy as a whole ass battering ram. And the voice is still screaming at them. Get out. Leave. I will kill you. Even though it's like, it's a bit farcical in the moment, a threat of murder. That's dark for Nickelodeon. That is dark. That's scary. Yeah. I'm scared. The girls obviously continue to scream. So we're adding on to our scream encounter. We are now at 29 seconds. 29 seconds too many. <laughs> Back to Spencer again. We have a new group of trick-or-treaters and he gives one of the kids a six pack of diet root beer, a box of macaroni, and then a pouch of tuna fish. The kids are pissed the fuck off. And Spencer's like, happy Halloween, and then just slams the door in their face. (laughs) I just want to take this opportunity to ask you a question that I think reveals character. It reveals morals. I'm nervous. And it really just, uh, it can explain the pattern of your soul to someone. Oh, God. Hit me. What is it? What is your opinion on root beer? Oh, no. I like root beer. I have to go. (laughs) My dad is like a huge fan of root beer. 
like huge. So like I grew up drinking a lot of root beer. Okay, flex that you have a dad one more time. (laughs) Don't be a hater. I am a hater. I'm fully a hater. (laughs) Sticking on the root beer thing, (laughs) that was literally a joke for beer. Yes. Because Spencer was like, oh, let me give you a six pack. Of diet root beer. I love when I have a thought and then I'm like, no, I'm reading too much into it. I'm not going to write that. And then you have the exact same thought. And I'm like, ah, I was right. Because in my head, I was like, if this was not Nickelodeon, I feel like the joke would have been that he just gave a six pack of beer to these kids and was like, hey, you know. Yeah. Like if it was like a movie or something. He'd be like, here's some Miller Lights. Like he's just like some like 26 year old who only has beer in his fridge. Yeah. Has no candy. Yeah. And that's it. And the kids are like, (laughs) why does this taste like bread water? (laughs) Back to the haunted apartment. Freddy is frantically trying to open this door and the voice is yelling at them still. Get out! And Carly yells back, we're trying! This is the one part where I laugh. (laughs) That was funny. I agree. (laughs) Freddy, because he's so frantic, he pulls the knob off of the door and Sam is like, why did you do that? And Freddy goes, I wanted it for my knob collection, obviously. I think knobs are sexual. I think there's an erotic energy behind the word knob. Like slob, slob on, on my, my knob. knob. Like corn on the cob. Yes. Okay, Freddie, coming through with the sarcasm. Like he is taking some pointers from Sam. He's been hanging out with her. No, time and time again, Freddie reveals himself to be an apt competitor to Sam's wit game. Yes. Like, he is snarky. Mm-hmm. He's just also a massive pussy, so sometimes you forget. <laughs> but he has great wit. And this was a this was a great show to see his wit. Mm-hmm. Freddie picks up the camera. Obviously, he's got to get right back into iCarly zone. He's a documentarian, above all. He is. He is ready to go. And it's like, was the camera not streaming this entire time? Like, what were you not what where was the camera it was like on the floor like y'all just gonna really pick it up and pretend like you guys weren't screaming for the last what do we say 29 seconds so (laughs) who was that yelling not me carly again she's like we are staying until midnight because we pledge to you guys right here that we are gonna stay even though they were literally just caught on the camera (laughs) trying to fucking leave and sam is like well, now we have to stay and keep this promise because Freddy ripped the doorknob off. Well, it's not really keeping a promise if there's a gun at your head, is it? Don't act so noble. Shout out to Freddy, I guess. The viewers are really appreciating your sacrifice. What viewers? They are trick-or-treating. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's like a big shattering noise and broken glass is everywhere on the floor. Everyone, again, screaming as per usual. And Freddy says... Run to the closet! I was going to make a joke that was like, oh, haha, me in high school, but I was always out, so <laughs> I can't make that joke. Okay, me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I did in high school, they stuffed themselves into the closet. <laughs> and we are now at a whopping 41 seconds on our scream tracker. Sam is like, wait, whose butt is this? And Carly just goes... Sam and she kind of like rolls her eyes a little bit. <laughs> Lebanese, <laughs> queer, homosexual, 
Carpet <laughs> munchers. Scissoring. Literally. And they're in the closet. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it could not be more obvious that Sam is a full-blown lesbian. And why is Sam grabbing Carly's butt? She's like, oh, we are in the closet in the dark. Now is my chance to make a move. And Carly is just like, oh, silly old Sam grabbing my butt. Sam was like, hold up. I'm trying to grab something. Let me see. (laughs) But the way that Carly goes Sam, she was dead ass like, Sam. Yeah. Like, silly you. (laughs) Yes. Carly was like, yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm okay with it, I guess. She said, bestie vibes. Like, we're just really close. Like, when she spits in my mouth, it's, like, platonic. All friends do that, right? Yeah. Like, you guys all want to grab your best friend's butts of all course. the time, right? I caress my best friend's breast with my tongue. Like, that's normal, right? <laughs> and Freddie is, like, zoom in camera. <laughs> zoom in. Like I said, a weird OnlyFans stream. That's what this is always. Oh, my God. We need to go back to Spencer in the apartment before we quite literally go to jail for real this time. <laughs> Spencer is finishing up his jack-o'-lantern and the laugh track is now wooing for this amazing piece of art. And it looks so good. For a second, I was like, wait, why and how did Spencer do such a good job on this (laughs) jack-o'-lantern? And then I remembered that he's quite literally an artist. (laughs) Here we go. Another ding-dong of this mysterious non-existent doorbell. It is more kids who are trick-or-treating who do not care about his amazing pumpkin sculpture. They said, fuck your pumpkin, Whitey. (laughs) Anyway, the guy is like, fuck your pumpkin, Whitey. Give us the fucking treats. And Spencer goes, well, okay, Mr. Pushy. He goes to go hand random things out. And the random fucking bitch pink fairy is like, well, this isn't candy. So much of an attitude. Captain Obvious check. Right. She got like jumper cables. Like, girl, those are useful. You should be thankful. Yeah, give them to your dad. He'll give you 25 <laughs> bucks from. He'll give you more candy than you can buy. Spencer's <laughs> like, anyway, sorry, guys. Come back next year. Like, I don't have any candy. All right. I don't blame these kids for being upset because a year to a child of this cow. That is literally like saying, come back in a decade. (laughs) The kid, obviously, he starts to threaten Spencer and he's like, yeah, we'll be back. (laughs) And they all just slowly walk away. And I just want to say that, of course, these racist ass writers Mm -hmm. have the one black kid be the one who threatens Spencer. Yes. And also in this whole slog of children only one of them is black and i was trying to figure out what the fuck his costume was and the only thing i could come to was that he was supposed to be a pimp yeah i think so yeah he was in like Like a fedora yeah yeah he was in a nice suit with a fedora no other indicators and i'm like did they literally make this little boy a pimp i think you might be onto something with that racist cancel nickelodeon Y'all, Nickelodeon is canceled. (laughs) Back to the haunted apartment now. They are still broadcasting iCarly. They're still in the closet. Homosexual. Carly's like, I really wish I could see in this closet. Sam is like, oh, well, my keychain has a light on it. And so she shines it, trying to see what's in the closet. Freddie yells, a floating clown head. We were fully looking at the floating clown head. We were screaming about the floating clown head. And then, way later, Freddie just yells, floating clown head, as if (laughs) we couldn't see what was right in front of us. He just wanted to make sure. Like, if you were getting mugged with Freddie, he would yell, we're getting mugged! 
mugged. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I know. There's a gun pointed at me and someone is demanding for my wallet. I'm aware, Freddie. <laughs> the kids are fucking losing their mind. They're screaming. And Carly literally shoves Sam. Sam hits her head on the camera and just falls to the ground. We are now at 61 seconds for our scream tracker. Over a minute. They bust out of the closet into the kitchen. Sam, she's like resting her hands on the counter. And she's like, well, that was close. And she's like, wait. Why do my hands feel wet? When she says, man, that was close. Close to what? What was going to get you? <laughs> and if they're truly... The clown head. No, if there <laughs> truly was a supernatural entity in that closet, <laughs> getting to the kitchen would not save them. They would be just at risk for getting got by the clown head as they would have been in the closet. Like, they did not make it out of any which way where. <laughs> Like, they are still in harm's way if this is a supernatural entity. She's like, oh, damn, that was close for me getting outed in the closet. (laughs) She was like, oh, I didn't expect Harley's butt to be so juicy. (laughs) I didn't expect her to notice me grabbing her ass. It was dark in there. I didn't think she could notice. I was just trying to get a quick sniff of what was going on down there. I didn't think she'd see me. No. (laughs) Sam's just like... <laughs> I'm tired. She's sniffing her hands. She's like, "What's on my hands?" <laughs> so she's like, "What's on my hands?" Not in the way Cersei is thinking of it. In the way that the episode is actually happening. There she has shit all over her hands. She's like, "What smells like fish?" <laughs> oh my god! Please. Well, it's red. So they all start screaming. It's blood. It's blood, and they're all freaking out. Sam, what does she do? She starts wiping the blood on Freddy's fucking shirt. He is screaming. They are all screaming, and we are now at a whopping 65 seconds on our scream counter. Sam is just screaming, ew, 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 and Freddy is just (laughs) screaming, (laughs) but Freddy's like not really doing anything about it either. Like he's just like, ah. No, he said, let me moan while you put it on me. He said, anyway, I like that blood. (laughs) Back to Spencer. We see a girl with like a cute ass little like wrestling outfit. I thought it was nice. She had the championship belt on her waist. She did. I said, queen. WWE wear. Spencer empties like a whole ass fucking tray of ice cubes into her bucket. Pops them all in there. She is like straight up disgusted and confused as she should be. Of all things, like this poor girl is gonna have a whole ass bucket full of wet ass candy. Forget wet ass pussy. It's wet ass candy. (laughs) She's already trick-or-treating alone. Poor girl. Now she has wet ass candy. (laughs) Not by Cardi B. Not by Megan Thee Stallion. Just by sadness. By Spencer Shea. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Spencer deserves what's coming. I agree. You know what? After this, if I was her, I would have beat the shit out of him too. Yo, yo. He will rue the day. He will rue it very shortly. All the kids knock on the door and... Frankenstein, he starts going in like this little poem. He's like, macaroni, ice cubes, 
jumper cables? Spencer's like, look, I'm not going to be intimidated by a bunch of little. And then Frankenstein just cuts him off and goes, get him. And the kids try to bum rush Spencer. Somehow his scrawny little ass fends them off. He successfully shuts the door, locks it, and he's like, I gotta hide. The kids are all outside. They're like banging on the door and shit, making a ruckus. Luby comes out of nowhere and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? He actually said fuck. He did. He said fuck. The kids are like, hey, there's a guy in there who ticked us off. We just want to like beat him up. And Lube is like, you know what? Okie dokie. And he opens the door and he just goes, beat him quietly. This breaks so many laws. This is illegal. This is full on illegal. illegal. How has he not lost his job already? He yells at everybody. He throws things at people. Like aiding, breaking and entering. Yeah. Like this is, Lubert should be in jail. Yes. But also beat him quietly. That's sexual. <laughs> beat him off quietly? Question mark? Yes. I agree with that. So I think we are on sexual innuendo number four, maybe five. I don't even know anymore. After Luby lets them in, the kids run in, right? They're like looking for Spencer everywhere. They cannot find this man. Where has Spencer chosen to hide? He is in the fucking pumpkin. Like the snake bastard he is. <laughs> We go back to the haunted apartment. Naturally, we are opening on an iCarly webcast. And we just have Carly saying, Okay, we thought this would be a cool place to webcast from on Halloween, but this apartment might be really haunted. (laughs) And it's like, what a shitty ass webcast. Every time we see the POV of what's going on in the webcast, it's literally just them explaining the fact that A, they're doing a webcast, B, that something spooky's going on, C, that they're in a haunted apartment, and four, oh, did you forget we're doing a webcast <laughs> right now, right here? We're explaining it. Did you forget we're doing a webcast? That's like every single episode that they do, though. It's like, hey, did you guys know that we have a webcast? Hey, shout out to all of our viewers. Hey, thanks for tuning into our webcast. Anyway, this is not a normal webcast. It's like every single one, they're like, this isn't our usual iCarly webcast. And I'm like, what's the usual iCarly webcast? There is no usual because you guys do something different every single show. That's the whole fucking premise of the show of iCarly. That's what you guys said the point of iCarly was. This whole spooky episode has been, hey, we're iCarly. We're in a haunted apartment. Wow, this is crazy. We're still in a haunted apartment and we're hosting iCarly with you. Ah! We're in a haunted apartment. This is wild. Oh, did you forget? We're in a haunted apartment. Like, who's, who is watching this? Who chose watching this over trick-or-treating? I want to know. I want to know names. I want to know IP addresses. Not Neville. He is not tuned in. <laughs> Neville said, I'm not ruling this day, iCarly. <laughs> They just go, this could be the very last iCarly webcast. Like, are they going to literally die? Maybe. Will they literally perish on the Nickelodeon screen? Yes, on the live stream. They will literally perish because they have to live stream. (laughs) iCarly.com live streaming our death. (laughs) They have to live stream until midnight. So if they die, they die. That's it. (laughs) Gone to their head. It has to happen. It has to happen until midnight. And Sam goes... If this is our last webcast, mom, I lied to you. Those pants do make you look fat. (laughs) And I said, okay, normalizing fat phobia in the early 2000s come through. But like, why, why would that, 
like why would you want that to be your last words to your mom like, because her mom only cooks for twice a year and she's mad <laughs> she doesn't she's like, give a you fuck. know what you know what fuck you mom she said fuck you bitch you cook for me twice a year thanksgiving and christmas not enough <laughs> while they're in the spooky apartment this old lady comes out wielding something and she's just chanting die 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 <laughs> and the girl starts screaming and then all of a sudden a curly haired man enters the apartment and they start screaming more at this point we are at 75 seconds worth of screams as cersei would say I did the maths, love. And <laughs> I did the maths, love. Love, I did the maths. I did the maths. <laughs> From the start of the iCarly web show, it's only four minutes and 30 seconds that the gang has been on the TV. And of those four minutes and 30 seconds, for one minute and 15 seconds, they were screaming. Which is 27%. 27%. That's insane. That's literally, that's more than a quarter. Yes. That's like if you took a dollar and then divided it up into four quarters and said, <laughs> hey, more than one of these quarters is going to be screaming. Are you going to be okay with that? And then the cashier says, screaming is actually not a valid form of currency. So <laughs> this is. And they said, too bad. You have to accept <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> And it's like, I honestly thought it was going to be more because like you were saying before, when it is scream time on a show, it feels so long. Mm -hmm. Like it literally felt like they screamed the entire four minutes and 30 seconds that this whole thing was going on because they might as well have been. Carly turned the lights on and she realizes that the old lady is Mrs. Halberstadt. She is dressed luxurious as hell. She's wearing a floral silk robe, and her hair is all permed up, looking like an 80-year-old Serena Vanderwoodson. She is smooth. I was like, okay, slay queen, slay old-ass queen. <laughs> the guy asks what's going on and asks Miss H, Mom, do you know these people? To which she just says, what? <laughs> and then Carly asks what that dude is doing here, and he just says, I'm Gary. I live here. And of course, Mrs. H says, what? <laughs> and Carly explains that she thought that this apartment was totally vacant. And the dude's like, pardon you, little bitch. I've lived here for 20 years. Why are you here? Like, you're the one breaking and entering. <laughs> Literally. And Carly says the worst thing possible. <laughs> she says, well, we do this web show. I, Carly... Who cares? <laughs> this man literally could not give a fuck. Like, you just broke and entered and trespassed in his damn apartment. Who the fuck cares about your stupid-ass web show? Like the web, the web show did not make you do this. You could have said, we heard this apartment was haunted. It sounded interesting. On top of that, we have a web show and we wanted to put it on there. But the web show was not the starting point. Or I would just be like, my bad, I am trespassing in your goddamn apartment. Lubert, this piece of shit fucking lied to us. They should have done what I did when I found out that I was doing something. What is it called when you steal property? Grand theft? <laughs> One time I committed grand theft and the owner came out and looked at me and was like, hey, what are you doing? And you know what I did? 
The opinions in this podcast are not legal. <laughs> <laughs> I just sprinted away and I never got caught. Right. I just, like, I don't I, know why they would sit there and try to explain themselves. Like, y'all I know. are guilty red-handed, live streaming, you guys breaking the law. <laughs> like, there is if evidence. Any, if any young delinquents are listening, if anyone ever asks you what you're doing, just run. It worked <laughs> run. for me. It will work for you. And then, of course, to this exchange, Miriam just goes, Miriam, I what? Who's Miriam? <laughs> the old lady. She plays Miriam. And I, in it's I Muriel, almost, I almost, first of all. Uh, yeah. Is that not what I said? You said Miriam. No, I didn't. Did I say yes, Miriam? Yes, you did. Play it back. Play it back. Let's roll play back it the back. cameras. Play it roll back. back. What the did cameras. I say? Insert the clip right here. You said all right. Miriam. Miriam just goes, Miriam. This is so embarrassing. I actually said Miriam. I said Muriel. <laughs> I can't wait for you to hear this when you're editing. <laughs> I can't wait for me to put in Muriel and you listen <laughs> to it and be like, oh shit. She's not even Muriel in this. Anyway, the old ass broad goes, I what? And then just so contently, the gang is like, we're doing it right now. And it's like, where are the consent forms for these parties involved? You cannot just film people and put on the internet without their consent. I mean, they already broke and entered and trespassed into an apartment. So I feel like the consent forms are probably the lowest thing on their list of concerns right now. Well, whatever happens with the consent forms, Muriel is like, why do you want a marshmallow? <laughs> and it's like, we get it. She's deaf. This poor old lady can't hear a damn thing. We get it. I think it's kind of funny. Like, I know that they're beating a dead horse, but like, I just think it's funny because like the, the fucking responses that she's coming up with are good. So I I appreciate it. So to me, I was just like, if I wanted to hear this, I'd hang out with my grandma, you know? <laughs> I don't need to see it on TV. <laughs> Gary is, begins to explain that the apartment is, in fact, not haunted at all. And the justifications for every little thing that happened comes out. The lights went out because one of the switches short circuits, but the other one doesn't. Miss H, of course, screams, why is everyone whispering? <laughs> and Gary's like, mother, turn your hearing aid on. To which she naturally says, what? And Gary turns it on for her and yells, better, in her ear. And she goes, well, you don't have to shout. <laughs> Which, that was one of my genuine laughs. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Freddie is like, that explains why she didn't hear you in the lobby. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't understand where this episode was going. But in my head, when I was watching it, I was like, she's clearly deaf. And these kids are being assholes. <laughs> I see. I just thought she was old the whole time. But <clears throat> I was like, yeah, she's like old or she just like doesn't give a fuck. I mean, either way, you know, Carly begins to inquire. Well, what was that? Get out yelling and the thumping noise. And then Muriel, who's actually, what's her name in this episode? Mrs. H? Mrs. Halbert. Mrs. Halbert? Wait, Hal Halbernot? What is it? No, it's, it's like Halberstadt. Halberstadt. And then Mrs. Halberstadt explains that there was a spider in my room and I was trying to kill it with my tennis racket. <laughs> Which, what a line. Fully, <laughs> what a line. <laughs> And then Freddie is like, well, then what scratched at our legs and knocked the glass over? And she goes, oh, that's Abigail. Where is she? 
into the littlest orange cat. It's so cute. And Muriel picks it up uh-huh. and goes, who's mommy's little pussy cat? <laughs> Ruin the moment. Ruin the moment. I was like, Abigail, you little angel, come here, my little kitty. I just want to hold you. She looks so cute and soft and fluffy. She's so cute. She's so cute. But also sexual innuendo. 100%. (laughs) Who's mommy's little pussycat? Come on. Who's mommy's little pussycat? Imagine saying that to one of your cats with a straight face. I would never. Who's mommy's little... Like, I don't know what drugs I'd have to be on to say that to a cat. I don't know, but Muriel's on him. (laughs) And then they're so confused because they're like, well, what about the severed head in the closet? But it's like, these people don't need to explain themselves to you. If they have a severed head in the closet, that is their business. (laughs) If some twerp-ass kids broke broke into my... Be and eat into my home and started asking me questions me i'd be like who are you why are you here yeah i can have pornography playing on every screen in my home and guess what that is my right as an american (laughs) you cannot take that away from me she said god bless america we want you to watch porn on every tv i said I pledge allegiance to the pornography on every television screen in my home. <laughs> like, you cannot just go in someone's home and ask them questions. It's like a robber comes in and they're like, listen, I was here to steal your TV and shit, but like, this freaking choice in wallpaper, I don't really like it. Honestly, I think you should redecorate that it. That would hurt harder than this stolen TV. Yes. And like, these are little ass fucking kids. Like, why are they... It's like the over explaining that they do where they have to break down every little thing that happened in the past eight minutes. I feel like the things like like there are some things that could have been explained to, you know, make it make sense. But the clown head to me personally did not need to be explained because clown heads just exist in normal life, I think. But of course, it's explained. It's a phone. And Gare Bear has to tell them that he unplugged it because he never got any calls how depressing is that that you were a grown-ass man who has lived in an apartment for 20 years with your mother these kids break into your apartment and then you have to explain to them and end their live web show that gets millions of views and tell people that you are actually a fucking loser who gets so little calls that you had to unplug Your creepy ass clown phone. That's depressing. And I feel bad for him because that's embarrassing. R.I.P. Gary. R.I.P. Gare Bear. You just got annihilated on the (laughs) I Rewatch That Carly podcast. You just got fucking owned. (laughs) (laughs) And then they want the justification for the die, 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 which is hilarious to me because the actress has a real heavy new york accent and when she came out saying die 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 it actually just sounded like she was saying die 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 (laughs) like i didn't even register that this was her saying die 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 until they confirmed it later on i i didn't hear that i thought die 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 because i also have a new york accent (laughs) oh my god wait in case you guys forgot like i'm like from the east coast like i grew up in long island on like 
Um, did you guys hear that? Like on Long Island, not in. Oh well, it's a place you're in it. Like you're in Chicago. No, don't try to anything. switch up. <laughs> no, I can justify anything. If if I'm anything, I'm a hypocrite. I can. <laughs> I can wordplay till we die, baby. Um, yeah, it's on a like, die, die, die to me. But she's like, oh, I was looking for my red hair dye. And they're like, so it wasn't blood? And I'm just like, I thought it was ketchup. Ketchup? It was in one of those squeeze bottles. Either way, who screams, die, 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 <laughs> when you're looking for hair dye? That was more my comment on it. I was like, that seems unrealistic. The rest of it, sure, I can believe. But that, you lost me there. No one is screaming, die, die, die. It made more sense that she would be screaming, da, da, da. And that they misheard it and that she was on the phone with her dad. But she's so old, her dad's probably not alive, so. <laughs> and then Carly finishes her little speech up with, Well, sorry we broke in, but when we saw this furniture, we thought it was too old and gross for anyone to be using. <laughs> if some little bitch came into my room <laughs> and started talking smack about how I decorated, I would, I would have, I would smack her. I would have no restraint. You guys broke into their apartment, made them explain themselves as to why you broke into their apartment, and then you're going to sit there and end it all by talking shit about their choice in decorating their apartment that you have no right being in. Poor little Mrs. H and Gare Bear are really sad about it. They're like, oh, I shed a tear during that. I... I actually, like, hated that. I hated it so fucking much. Also, sorry, Miss Carly Shay. Not everybody is part of the 1% and can afford <laughs> to high-end furnish their apartment like you guys can and have a three-floor fucking loft like y'all do. You're lucky you're not in jail right now. Lit Speaking of jail, <laughs> Freddie asks, wait, well... Why did Lubert tell us that no one lived here? And of course, Lubert slides in at that exact moment and goes, Because I'm a jerk! And it's like, first of all, this actor's voice is so low that it <laughs> honestly must have hurt him to do it for prolonged periods of time. So if the reason Lubert lied was strictly for the LOLs on his part, but the reason Carly wanted to know about this apartment was to return a letter, then Lubert lying is technically considered mail fraud, <laughs> which is up to 20 years in prison and is a felony offense. Now he is not only jobless, but he is also in prison. <laughs> I want to know, was Lubert stalking them to see if his plan worked? Was he just happened to be there at the right time? I think it makes sense that he was just lurking to see like what they did with the information. Yeah, well, because like two minutes ago, not even he was at floor eight letting these fucking children go in to beat the shit out of Spencer. So did he, was he just like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm on floor eight, might as well go up to floor 13 and check out if the kids fucking took my advice. He was like, yeah, what's happening with the other kids? <laughs> Maybe I'll let them in too, see if they can get the shit they beat out of them. <laughs> Is this kind of a thing where Lube is, like, trying to get back at the kids for their little messing with Lubert bit that they did in the beginning? I hope so. 
Yeah, where he's like, haha, bitch, here's my revenge, stupid. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, lubes. Messing with iCarly. There's no Hell audience. Yeah. It's just me. It's just him and Lube. <laughs> I fuck with that. I fuck with that heavy. But Lubert is very pleased with himself. And he just goes, Happy Hanukkah! And the kids correct him. And he just... And then walks out. Again. This was a genuine laugh for me. Because, like... The actor, Jeremy, he just fucking kills it. Is he joking? Like, is this just like a inside, like, luby joke here? Is this just like him messing around with the kitties, you know? Does he genuinely think it's Hanukkah? I think, personally, that it's like a very, like, psych-esque joke where it's like, it just begins with the letter H and it's meant to, like, exemplify that, like, Luby doesn't give a fuck about what's going on and he's just an, an all-time troll. Yeah, he's just like, whatever. It's some holiday with he's an like, H. It's Hanukkah! And people are like, no, it's not. And he's like, well, in my head it is, so I don't care. <laughs> so the, kid, the kids have run into the Shea apartment, but they cannot find him. They're looking all around. They're speculating about where he could be. A kid goes, maybe he climbed out of the... And right then and there, ring, ring. Spencer's cellular device goes off and they spot him. And the little boy who is stereotypically playing the pimp yells, he's in the pumpkin. (laughs) To which Spencer replies, no, I'm not. (laughs) And then he pretends to be the spirit of Halloween. And he's like, I'm not Spencer. I'm the spirit of Halloween. Ooh, pumpkin noises. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What the fuck is a pumpkin noise? <laughs> well, this is like they do this every single episode. For example, the last episode, too, when they were trying to sneeze and cough on Neville when he walked by, Sam and Freddie, they were like, achoo, achoo, germs, germs. And it's like, yes, thank you. We knew what you were doing. Like, there was no need for you to say what you were trying to act out. Well, these dumbass kids push him into the elevator, and roll him out into the lobby. I just want to say that Socko, one man, could not fit in this elevator with this pumpkin, and yet a group of, like, ten kids could roll this pumpkin in an elevator and somehow fit? Myth busted. Does not make sense to me. Maybe Socko just did not want to see Spencer. I think that that's it. Maybe he had trick-or-treats. I mean, maybe that's why he's really never around. We think it's because they didn't want to pay someone to be this character, but they needed someone to, you know, facilitate the plot. But really, it's because Sako had like a deep hatred for Spencer <laughs> IRL. I believe it at this point because those kids, they fit in that elevator. They said, we are all in here and Sako couldn't even fit a little bit in here. I wonder if Spencer was thinking that while he was in the pumpkin. He was like, damn, my BFF just said that he couldn't come up here and deliver this pumpkin and yet these kids are straight up rolling me out. I think he was just thinking that like I'm literally about to get murked by like a bunch of 10 year olds. (laughs) But speaking of getting murked by 10 year olds, these kids start rolling Spencer out of the elevator into the lobby and Lubert's like, hey, what are you doing with that pumpkin? And the kids are like, there's a dude in here. We're going to roll him down the street into the ocean. And Luby does not give a fookie. 
the kids have a hundred percent been like, we are going to commit first degree murder. And Lubert is like, that's cool with me, which essentially means that Lubert is going to get charged with conspiracy and mail fraud by now. So he is literally doing like not 20 to life. He's doing life. Luby is in on it at this point. He's like, yeah, whatever. He is sitting at the desk enjoying his Hanukkah. And his Hanukkah meal is a whole steak just on a fork, just eating it. Like that is, I that is something else. <laughs> Am I supposed to say something? Oh my God, I'm narrating. I forgot. Yes. What are you I was, doing? I was trying to Google if steak was kosher. Can you Google that right now? <laughs> yeah. The kids just roll away with Spencer and Lubes is just like, happy Hanukkah. For larger animals, kosher law permit the consumption of species that both chew their cud and have split hoofs. This includes cows, sheep, goats, bison, deer, elk, and even giraffe, though beef and lamb are genuinely, generally the most common meat in the kosher marketplace. So does kosher. So he is having his Hanukkah meal. You heard it here first, folks. But happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah! <laughs> Spencer screams that he can't swim, which means that these kids are truly planning to commit murder and not just a friendly little prank. They roll him down the street and we just hear traffic going crazy. Cars are beeping. Things are going off the chain. And then Frankenstein runs into the building and just steals Lubert's steak off of his fork and runs away with it. And Lubert's response to this is literally just chucking broccoli (laughs) at this child. But not really uh, incredibly forcefully, just sort of like (gasps) a little half-assed broccoli throw. (laughs) Yeah. Why is he eating such a fancy meal? I guess we've established that it's because it's it's Hanukkah Hanukkah. in his brain. Yeah, it's Hanukkah. He's having a nice meal. But you know what? Poor Lube. He was just trying to enjoy his meal. He let these kids into the apartment to kidnap Spencer. He then let them attempt to murder Spencer. He is minding his business the entire time, letting these kids commit whatever crimes they want to commit just for this fucking bitch ass kid to come up and steal his steak from him i'm shocked that he did not throw more than just his broccoli that is rude he is about to go to jail for life just for conspiracy and you're gonna steal his steak ungrateful yeah fuck that kid (laughs) piece of shit carly is signing out the webcast with (laughs) So this wasn't exactly a normal iCarly webcast. Uh, quirky. Oh, my God. This was a weird episode. Oh, my God. So strange. It's supposed to be not a normal iCarly webcast because there is not supposed to be a normal iCarly webcast. That's but every episode, Carly. <sighs> Moving on. So they're signing off. Spencer comes back into the apartment soaking wet and covered in pumpkin guts. And, of course, Sam and Carly introduce him. They're like, this is my brother Spencer. And then they ask him if he has anything he wants to say. And then very slowly, he approaches the camera. And full of wistful regret, he warns, never forget to buy candy on Halloween. (laughs) And this was genuinely creepy. Like... (laughs) Spencer looks half dead. He looks like he saw what it was like to die and come back. And now he wants everybody to learn from his mistakes. When he came up to the camera and said, never forget 
No. I thought he was going to say, never forget 9-11. No. We were so close. <laughs> Which means we end this episode with a 9-11 joke. Y'all never forget. Hashtag never forget 9-11, yo. <laughs> Hashtag never forget Halloween candy. <laughs> Hashtag it was a tragedy. <laughs> So after this beautiful 9-11 tribute, we have our post-credit scene. Good Lord. Two young boys. The taller one introduces them saying, we're twins, but we are nothing alike. Going into what they're about to do, this information that they're nothing alike literally is so irrelevant like I, I i don't know why they said it but wait they're twins yes that's what he says they look like three years apart <laughs> but pretty much he tries to explain that they're going to show us their sport stacking skills one of them is going to be the left arm and the other is going to be the right arm and sport stacking is the cup thing that was huge back then where you used to like stack the cups as quick as you can and then like try to take them down as quick as you can. And do you remember how big of a deal that was back then? Like, Yes. This was practically an Olympic sport. Literally. It was like a huge ass deal then. They were really not that good at this. Like I was watching it and I was like, okay. Also, the kid who's shorter is literally dying the entire time that this is being filmed like he literally looks like his soul is leaving his body (laughs) like if he had access to a glock he would pull the trigger like he was fully like in he was in misery ain't no but like he was fully in that maroon five song and then like the second they finished stacking he looked up to the camera and then i'm sure his like stage mom or whoever the fuck was like smile you have to smile and then all of a sudden his little face lit up and he like remembered to smile and was like i'm on camera (laughs) the taller brother wanted to be doing this this was his thing he was like i'm gonna submit this to nickelodeon.com and the shorter brother was like, I'm going to kill myself if you do this. I hate this. I hate all of it. I hate every inch of it. And now they have this beautiful episode to memorialize that forever. Where are you now? Where are these people? You guys, if you can find these people, tell them to be on the podcast. I love to know what it's like to be immortalized in the iCarly post credit scenes. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure this was totally an episode of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yes, it 100% was. But it's, except it was uh, in a hotel room. And we didn't have Esteban, Julio, Ricardo, Montoya's. <laughs> I'm going to pretend you didn't do, just do that. Um, I mean, it's the same shit. It's, it's the building in which they lived and it was haunted and they went in there and shit happened. Yep. And honestly, this is my least favorite episode thus far. <laughs> I have actually thoroughly enjoyed every single episode of iCarly. But this one, this one left little little to be desired i feel like not much really happened like i feel like they were like okay halloween we have to have a halloween episode what are we gonna do okay let's just rip off sweet life of zach and cody we know it works let's just do that did they really rip off zach and cody did zach and cody come out before this yeah like a full two years like this episode of zach and cody came out in 2005 (laughs) and this came out two years later So they were like, anyway, it's been like a little bit of time and I feel like people have forgotten about this. So let's just do the same exact plot in this episode right now. They literally were like, I'm known for one in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it was like they knew that they had the Halloween episode. They had to do something. And they were like, oh, it's been like a little bit since this last one aired. Let's just do the same exact thing and see if we can get away with it. And you know what? They did for a little bit, but not anymore. We're calling them out. Yeah, that's right. They thought they could hide away in a, in a world of reruns and no streaming and no podcast. Well, guess what, Nickelodeon? We're here and we're providing strictly comedic commentary and nothing we say should be taken seriously. <laughs> and that brings us to the pod babe of the week. Woo! This week we chose M, who is somebody who has been messaging us and they told us that they were so excited and that they love our podcast. And we just love when you guys interact with us and just tell us what you guys love about the podcast and all of your thoughts about it. So we wanted to make you M, pod babe of the week. And her Instagram is mezoem spelled m-e-z-z-o-e-m so we love you thanks for interacting with us thank you so much um that's our episode see you guys next week when we review i spy a mean teacher thanks for listening bye, bye. don't forget to head to irewatchbycarly.com to check out cool behind the scenes like what we're drinking how much we're drinking our notes and cool behind the scenes footage also, follow us on social media at iRewatchiCarly on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at TequilaThought, on Instagram at Cersei.mp3, and on TikTok at Fuckass, F-U-K-K-A-Z-Z. And I'm Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins, and on TikTok at The Real Catalie, spelled C-A-T-A-L-I-E disclaimer all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy which includes but is not limited to satire parody and critique and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed